1: If you truly want to get to know someone, one of the best ways to do that is talk to someone that knows that person very well. Well, John was one of the inner circle disciples. He was one of the closest men to Christ during our Lord's earthly life and ministry. As a matter of fact, he's called the beloved apostle. He's the one who leaned on Jesus' breast at supper. He seemed to be one of the closest men to Christ, and he writes the most intimate of the four Gospel records. The Gospel according to John is where we are today in our journey and it is a unique book. Uh, You know the first three Gospel records really gave us a presentation of Christ, but John gives us more of an interpretation. In the opening uh, books of the New Testament we reveal, find revealed the human side of Christ, but now we see an emphasis on the divine. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke gave a great deal of his public discourses. But John reveals more of his private discourses. As a matter of fact, the book progresses that way. It begins with Christ's public ministry from chapter 1 up to about chapter 12. And then from chapter 12 on, it's his private ministry. As a matter of fact, over one half of the book of John is devoted to the last week of Jesus' life. Why? Because that was the most important week of his life. And that was the week that John had indelibly impressed on him by the Holy Spirit to record. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke record his Galilean ministry, but John really is devoted to his Judean ministry. The first three Gospel records are are very historical. Very little commentary is given. But John is mostly doctrinal. It's full of commentary. You might say it this way, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke were the earthly story, but John gives the heavenly meaning. It is interpretive in so many ways, a commentary on everything else that has already been recorded about the earthly life and ministry of the Lord Jesus. I'm telling you, this book has a very special purpose. And for that, the Holy Spirit chose a very special man, John, the beloved disciple. Did you know he's mentioned 35 times in the New Testament? And next to the Apostle Paul, he's the leading writer of the New Testament. Think about what this man saw. Think about what he got to record. He wrote the gospel record that bears his name. He wrote the epistles of 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. And then he wrote the capstone of the New Testament, the revelation of Jesus Christ. In many ways, he is the apostle of the church. Think of this. In the gospel record, he shows us the founding of the church. In the epistles, he talks to us more about the forming of the church. And in the revelation, he talks to us about the future of the church. I don't know about you, but John's one of the men I'm looking forward to meeting in glory and shaking hands with. Uh, He wrote the last of the gospel records and uh, the last revelation of Jesus Christ. He is the one who pins for us the last words given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And that, my friends, is powerful. The book is full of lots of key words. For example, the word believe in some form is found 98 times. The word world is found 78 times. The word life or live is found 55 times. The word know is found 55 times. Now listen to those words again. Believe, world, life, know. Oh my friend, the only way for this world to have life is to know and believe on Jesus Christ. And that's really the recurring theme of John's gospel record and it just pops up over and over and over again. The theme of the book, if I could summarize it, is two parts. It is the Son of God making sons of God. Let me repeat that. Jesus Christ is the Son of God, the only begotten Son, the Son of God who is making sons of God. Now, let's talk about both parts of those. First of all, He's the Son of God. That's His relationship to God. Uh, John chapter 1, verse number 1 records this, "...in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God." You remember Matthew traced Christ back to Abraham. Mark traced him back to Nazareth. Luke traced him back to Adam. But John goes back further than any of them. He traces him all the way back to the beginning, back to God. As a matter of fact, John 1-1 actually predates Genesis 1-1. It takes us even before the creation. And so this is his relationship to God. He is the eternal Son, the Son of God. But then what of his relationship to man? Well, he's the Son of God making sons of God. Listen to the words in chapter 1, verse number 11. He came into His own, and His own received Him not, but as many as received Him. To them gave He power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on His name. Oh, my friend, it is through the Son of God that we enter the family. It is through the only begotten Son that we become sons, that we have access to the Heavenly Father. Isn't that wonderful? Christ came so that we could know God, Christ came so that we could receive eternal life by believing on the Lord Jesus Christ. And so the great message of the book is the Son of God making sons of God. Now the key verse, I would argue, is found near the end of the book. It's John chapter 20, verse number 31. Listen to these words. But these are written, here's the purpose statement, these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, And that believing, you might have life through His name. Oh, my friend, that one verse summarizes everything in this one book. I would say to you, it really summarizes what all the gospel records are about. Here's the person. He is Jesus, the Christ, the Son of God. Here's the plan. That believing. And here's the promise. You might have life through His name. May I ask you, have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in the only one who can save? Have you entered into the family of God? If not, then I want to urge you today, come to Jesus. You say, how do I do that? Simply believe on Him. That's how you receive Him. You believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's why the Word of God was given. That's why the gospel according to John is such a powerful record for us to use in dealing with people who are searching, who are, who are trying to understand who Christ is. And many times through the years I've said to people who had questions, read the gospel according to John. I remember years ago leaving a man's home trying to lead him to Christ and he wouldn't come to a point of decision. And I said to him, would you promise me you'll read the gospel according to John? He said he would. The next time I saw him, I tried to witness to him again. And I said to this man, wouldn't you like to believe on Christ? And he looked at me and he said, I've already done that. And I said, you have? And he said, oh, yes. He said, I was reading through that book, that book. What's it called, John? And he said, when I got in the middle of that book, he said, suddenly it made perfect sense who Jesus was. And he said, I got down on my knees and I asked Christ to come into my life and be my Savior. Oh, there's power in the Word of God. And there's power in this particular book because it reveals to us who Christ truly is. There's so many things unique about John's record. For example, he records eight I Ams. As you read through John, mark them. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the door. I am the bread. I'm not going to give you all of them. You can find them for yourself. But there are eight great I Ams. There are eight miracles or signs that reveal who He is in this book. There are eight private discourses, private things that He taught to His disciples and on occasion just to the inner circle and John was there. He heard it firsthand. There are eight titles of Christ found in the opening chapter. Think about that. And so repeatedly in John's Gospel record, he's revealing one thing to us. He's revealing to us that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Remember Luke showed Him as the Son of Man, that's His humanity. But John reveals Him as the Son of God, that is His deity. And friends, someday soon, we're going to see the Lord Jesus Christ as John saw Him in all of His glory. Not just His humanity, but His deity. Yes, we're going to see Christ face to face, and today could be the day. Could I challenge you to read through the Gospel according to John again and rejoice in who Christ is. Never get far away from Christ Himself, from His cross and from His great purpose. And then take the Gospel according to John and share it with someone else today. Challenge somebody else to read it with you. And pray that the Son of God will help them to understand who He is and that they too will enter the family of God.
0: Friend, did you know that the purpose of the Bible is not to know the Bible? The facts, the people, the places. But instead, the purpose of the Bible is to know God. Do you know Him? Do you know that God has already done everything necessary for you to know Him? Jesus Christ, God's Son, died on the cross and rose again from the dead to pay for your sin debt. It is our prayer that you will trust Jesus today. If you'd like additional help in your Christian life, be sure to visit our website, Scottpawley.org.